Hey, it's Troy and welcome to another podcast. So it's the 24th of February, Monday. I'm in London and I'm recording this wonderful show just for you. So welcome. I hope you've had a good weekend or a good week or, well, I don't know when you're listening to this, to be honest. So I hope that you're having a a good time in your life in general and that this show will just serve to make it better. So today I want to talk a little bit about pragmatism versus idealism. Uh, which is kind of a slightly more esoteric topic, I suppose. But I think it's important, and I'm going to try to make it a little bit practical, because I I believe that this does actually have practical uh, application. Indeed, very important practical application, because it really impacts on your charisma. It really impacts on how you come across in social situations. Basically because, and we'll go into this in more detail in a moment, the degree to which you are tied up with idealistic causes that you are in reality unlikely to be able to influence that much is the degree to which your charisma is going to suffer. Because the more that you're worrying about things outside of your control, the less effective you're going to be in your more immediate personal life. So that's what I want to get into. We'll be talking through that in a moment. A couple of announcements. Firstly, today I wanted to give a bit of a plug for my Patreon account. So what I'm going to do is leave a link for my Patreon in the uh, description below. So you can sign up for that during the show or after the show or, or whenever you would like. But I'm basically going to be revamping my, my Patreon in the coming days, weeks, months, etc., etc., And what I wanted to draw your attention to in particular was the thing that I'm calling the VIP members area. So just to put you in the picture, my Patreon channel has three different membership levels. The first one is official Patreon, which is $5 a month. The next one is the VIP members area, which is $25 a month. And then the third one for ballers only is the VIP inner circle mastery group, and that's $49 dollars per month. So you can join any of those. They're all open, all free, all available for you to join at those rates. But I wanted to draw your attention in particular to the VIP members area because what I'm going to be doing there is putting out regular content. I did a bit of a survey last week to try to find out the type of content people would like. That is the format that they would like. And overwhelmingly, people came back to say, They would like articles and they would like videos. So podcast was on there as well. And I may record some audio, but podcast didn't really come up in the survey of what people wanted. So people were saying they really wanted to see some exclusive videos and they wanted to see some exclusive articles. So what I'm going to be doing going forward is uploading one of each at least per week to that VIP members area. So there's going to be an article that you can't get anywhere else and there's going to be a video where you can't get anywhere else either. And there might be an audio file, there might be a podcast uploaded as as well. Uh, And some weeks I'll do more than that, some weeks I'll just do that minimum. But a minimum I'm going to do two pieces of exclusive content on there a week. So in a month, that means you are getting eight pieces of exclusive content from me that you can't get anywhere else for only $25 a month. So it's a pretty damn good deal. And what I'm going to be covering there is basically a lot of the stuff that I cover on my YouTube channel. You might be listening to this show on YouTube or within this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast on a 
different podcast provider. But I'm going to just go into more detail. It's probably going to be slightly more raw. The sort of content that I can do behind the paywall is obviously a little bit more... I don't want to say explicit because I don't want to sell this in the wrong way. It's not that it's going to be crude or outrageous or anything like that. But I can certainly get into the nuts and bolts of certain techniques, perhaps a little bit more than I would for that more general audience just on YouTube or, or you know, on a, on a public website like Twitter or something like that. So if you're keen to really level up your game, your dating skills, your charisma skills and your, your social, your knowledge of the sexual marketplace and your knowledge of social dynamics, then I would highly, highly encourage you to join that VIP members area for the $25 per month. Because as I say, this will be stuff that you can't get anywhere else. And really, this is going to be the content from me that's too hot not to be behind a paywall. Okay, so this is going to be the top stuff. Uh, so I would highly recommend that you go and have a look at my Patreon page and you, you sign up for that members area. So I'll be putting loads and loads of stuff there. I'm going to make that a bit of a hub for my content going forward, but it, it is only going to be for those people who uh, subscribe. Now, of course, I'll still be putting out all of my free content on YouTube, uh, a weekly article on my blog, all of my Twitter, my weekly email, my daily email and all that stuff. But for the real juicy stuff, you need to go to that VIP members area on Patreon. So my Patreon is just patreon.com forward slash Troy Francis. But I will leave the link below. So do go and check that out and do sign up. Of course, you like anything, it's $25 a month. You can cancel it at any time you want. But I think when you see the kind of content that I'm uploading there, you will want to stay involved because this really is going to be my private members club, if you like. Just a, a quick plug for the $49 VIP Inner Circle Mastery Group. That is exactly the same as the VIP members area, but you also get access to all of my previously published books, which in itself is worth, well, you know, $250 notionally, although I, I'm selling, I was selling it for less than that. But you get access to all of those books that I publish, and you also get a free, uh, sorry, you also get included a monthly group consultation session as well. So we will, every month we'll do a session where we'll talk through your sticking points, your objectives, your aims, etc, etc, etc. And as the group is very small at the moment, then if you, if you join, it could just be you or it could just be you and somebody else. So obviously you get more attention as the group gets bigger. Um, it, it, it will be a group call every month, once a month for an hour, or maybe we'll go on for a bit longer if uh, depending on the number of people. But I will be capping it and I will be capping that VIP inner circle mastery group to just 10 people. So if you want to get involved with that, then do head on to my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Troy Francis to jump on board with that because that is going to fill up pretty quickly. Okay, anyway, enough of that. Oh, also, just a quick plug, do subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're not, head over to YouTube, hit subscribe because that really helps me to grow the audience over there. And do sign up for my free daily email as well. The link is below. Okay, so with all of that out of the way, let's now turn to the topic in hand, pragmatism versus idealism. And I've talked about this in various different ways in previous content over the last year, couple of years, whatever. It's a very dear subject to my heart. And... 
I think it's the kind of thing that I will always talk about in some shape or form because it's what I believe, but I also, be- I also believe it very, it's very important for people because the thing is, people come to this space normally predominantly in order to enter into some sort of self-improvement program. People tend to come to content like my content or something like Rule Zero or somebody like, you know, they'll go to the Rational Mail or they'll go to Self-Help Twitter. And the reason they'll do that is because things haven't gone as they would like them to have gone in their life and they want to find a way to level up. They want to find out, they want to find answers. They want to find out why things haven't gone as they would have liked them to have gone. And then they want to find out what to do about it. So it's a very practical space. People don't come to navel gaze predominantly. Some do, and some people do just end up navel gazing. But generally speaking, people come because they want to level up. And that is a very laudable thing. And I think it's very important that we all do that. We all seek to improve in every area, really, every day, just a little bit. You know, if it's in terms of work, if it's in terms of fitness, diet, any of these things, we can all improve a tiny little bit each day, incrementally, so that over time that starts to snowball and we start to see the big improvements in the longer term. That's what I believe anyway, and I think this is how one should approach it. But what we find, particularly in a space like the one that, you know, I guess I'm associated with, is you get a lot of grifters jumping on board who would seek to turn the conversation in a different direction. And of course, we're coming into an election year. We're in an election year, 2020. We've got Trump. Is, is Bernie Sanders going to be the Democrat candidate? I don't know yet, but it's looking like, obviously, it's going to be a big battle, whatever happens. There's going to be loads and loads of buzz around Trump and around the Democrat candidates, it's going to be politics overload. In the UK, well, Brexit has now happened in, 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 legally, but of course the trade negotiations are continuing with the European Union. There's going to be ramifications from that throughout the year as well. There's loads of stuff going on globally. And what we tend to see a lot of is people who are idealists pushing their views within this sphere and saying, you should jump on board with my ideas. And I don't want to single out a particular side here because quite clearly, a lot of the stuff that we see from the the left, the, the, the farthest reaches of the left is pretty crazy, really, or, or, or at least it doesn't seem to me to be conducive to individualism. And what I'm really all about is individualism. Okay, and when you are enforcing political correctness and you are sort of by the back door really limiting free speech in a way, then I don't see that as being a positive development. And I'm sure most people listening to this don't either. So I'm not condoning that in any sense. But then on the other hand, we get the traditionalists on the on the right we get the, the tradcons, we get the people who want to make it like 1950 again. And you get those guys coming on and, and arguing vociferously for, for their point of view. And to me, a lot of the, those guys are pretty dull. They are fairly unimaginative. And they are also, generally speaking, pretty damn smug as well. And I don't, I'm resistant to that as well. Because again, 
that what I sense from that side is an encroachment on individualism, okay? I see these people as saying, you should be like this, you should do these cookie cutter things because that's what's gonna make society better. And this is what they're bothered about. They, they are concerned with the collective, which is in itself the diametric opposite to the individual, okay? I'm not concerned with the collective. I'm concerned with the individual. I'm concerned with me as an individual and you as an individual. I'm not concerned with saving the West or any of that nonsense. That's not my sphere of interest. And here's the thing, right? Excuse me, I'm just going to drink a little bit of coffee. Mmm, delicious. Here's the thing, right? My fundamental belief structure is around live and let live. Because... That's just how I feel. I think we should allow other people to do what they want to do if they leave us alone and allow us to do what we want to do. It's very simple. Now, of course, before anyone posts snarky comments below this video, there are limits on that, of course. There are certain acts which are reprehensible, which are criminal, which should not be allowed in any civilised society. And that is absolutely indisputable and I you know I'm not going to go into details I think we all have an idea of what some of those might be and it is absolutely right that the rule of law is upheld and that those acts are not committed so look I mean of course there are going to be limits to what people can do in a society that we want to remain relatively civilized having said that I would say a lot of behavior that people engage in in the society in which in which I live, which is British society, I suppose, European society, maybe I don't particularly like, but I also don't care very much. I really, really don't care very much because whatever they're doing over there, as long as it's not directly harming me or people that I know, then I'm quite happy for them to carry on. I don't really care how other people choose to live their lives. It's just not really of interest to me, okay? So... As much as I rail against the traditionalists and I tease them and everything else on Twitter, I don't really care. I mean, if you want to grow a beard and live in, Mon live in Montana in the woods and chop wood and whatever, then have at it. That's absolutely fine. That's your, that's your decision. That's, that's cool. Alternatively, if you want to be a degenerate, party-going, crazy misfit who lives in Berlin and goes out seven nights a week and to techno parties and doesn't get in until two in the afternoon and all the rest of it, then that's absolutely fine as well. I really, really don't care. It doesn't affect me because it's not my life, you know, and I am not about trying to regulate other people's lives. All I can do is share my own experience and share my own observations. So on this channel, in these podcasts, I talk about how I see things. Not everyone's going to see it the same way. That's cool. You don't have to listen. I'm not forcing you to. Unless, as Tom Torero once said, this is being used in some sort of Guantanamo style uh, <laughs> uh, torture situation, which I hope it isn't. Then, you know, you're not being forced to listen to this. But I'm not, I'm not saying to people, you should be like this. You should be like that. If anything, I, well, I suppose I am in a sense because I'm saying you should be broad minded and you should allow other people to do what they want to do. So I guess I am trying to enforce a belief system in a sense but I would argue that it's a very loose belief system I'm not saying as some people say that if you go to a nightclub you are 
the spawn of Satan or something like that. You know, I'm not I'm not tied hard to one of those sorts of positions. What I am saying is, listen, you do what you want to do. As long as you don't bother me, that's absolutely fine. If you let me get on with what I want to do, that's cool. We're all cool. Let's all have a good time. Now, you would imagine that most rational people would be pretty on board with that, wouldn't you? Because, you know, it sounds reasonable enough, doesn't it? It sounds, it makes sense. It sounds logical. But surprisingly, you will get people on something like Twitter who will argue a lot of the time that if you take that sort of stance, and it is a broad libertarian stance, although I don't tie my, I don't align myself politically with libertarianism. I don't know very much about libertarianism in its classic, in its political sense, in particularly the United States. I just mean the broad concept of libertarianism, which I define as effectively live and let live. If you espouse that sort of stance, then you will get people saying that's cowardly. People will say, well, you're weak because you're not tying your colours to a particular mast. And they will argue you are allowing horrendous, terrible, degenerate things to happen because if you did tie your colours to a mast, let's say the Christian conservative mast, then you would be opposing these terrible, degenerate things that, that happen in our society. And because you're not, you are part of the problem. That type of argument, okay? I call BS on that because here's the thing, right? It, it's, it's all very well to say on a Twitter post, you're a libertarian person is cowardly because they're, they're wishy-washy. They're, not, they're, afraid to, uh, they're afraid to come down on one side of the fence, if you like. It's all very well to say that in a tweet, in a blog post or whatever, you know, on a Facebook post or something. But it's sort of BS because how many of those people would really put their money where their mouth is when it came down to it? How many of those people would actually die for their traditionalist beliefs? How many of those people would die for their SJW beliefs? I'm willing to bet not very many of them, to be honest. I think a lot of them would say... If it actually came to the crunch, they would say, okay, fair enough, you know what? <laughs> I, I said that on Twitter, but uh, yeah, you can, uh, you can do what you want to do. I'm cool. Uh, so it, it's, a matter of, it, it's a matter of posturing on social media, isn't it? Uh, effectively virtue signaling. If you're somebody who is on social media saying, you should think like this, you should act like this, you should behave like this, and if you don't, you are a coward, you're a moral coward... Those people need to look inside themselves and think seriously about how much they would actually put on the line for their so-called beliefs. And I suspect you'll find it's that they are less staunch than they would have you believe. So that's the first thing. But a more important point, and this brings it round more to the self-development, dating, skills sphere, which is where we want to be really, is that having all of this stuff in your head is not doing you any favors out there it's not doing you any it's not improving your charisma quotient let's say and this is what concerns me a lot with these guys who are very political on social media and they are particularly the traditionalists who are saying well if only things were like they were back in the day you know back in the 1950s all of that kind of thing we should take steps we need to change society we need to change the opposite gender we need to change x y and z and then 
things will be great again. I find that a very problematic way of thinking. And here's why. Because when you are reliant on external circumstances to change in order for you to feel right, in order for you to feel happy, then you are always onto a losing battle, really. Because for a start, to undertake vast societal change or vast change in pretty entrenched belief systems is, let's face it, an uphill battle. You don't have the power of the mainstream media. And even though the mainstream media's power is being eroded, arguably, you still don't have the same power as they do. You don't have the resources. You don't have the reach. You don't have always the credibility. And it's just not really going to happen. You are just not going to affect the change that you want to see. And you shouldn't be relying on that external thing anyway. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be reliant on changing the world in order to so that you can feel good about yourself or so that you can feel good about your lot. That is just the, the wrong way to think about things. And in uh, Harry Brown's book, uh, Freedom in an Unfree World, which is where a lot of my thinking on this has been shaped, actually, and it's a really great book. You should definitely check it out. Uh, he says one of the things with waiting for external change to take place is that even if the change does take place, it's probably not going to take place in the way that you actually wanted it to. Everyone always ends up disappointed a little bit. And there are going to be factions who maybe broadly support what you think, but the way that they want to put the change through is going to be different to how you wanted it. And so even if you get effectively what you wanted, are you actually going to be happy anyway? A good example of that is what's happening with Brexit at the moment in the UK. So we had all of these people, these Eurosceptics, like Nigel Farage, but many, many others, who've been pushing for 40 years for the United Kingdom to leave the European Union. And now finally it's happened. So legally it's happened. We are now no longer part of the European Union. Is anybody happy? Well, no, not really. Because at the moment we are still in a transition period, which means that we are still following all the EU laws and regulations. We effectively haven't really left yet. We're still under all of the auspices of the EU. Now we go into this negotiation about how it's going to be when we leave those and what the new arrangements are going to be. Are those new arrangements going to please everybody who have pushed for this for 40 years? Probably not, because there are inevitably going to have to be trade-offs and things are going to be let to slide. And it's, it's not... So even if all of your work over half a century comes to fruition and you defeat feminism or you defeat uh, fascism or you defeat whatever it is that you want to defeat in your society... The manner in which it's the manner in which the change happens may not actually manifest as you expected. You may not actually be happy even after the change in inverted commas has taken place. It may not look as you imagined it would look. And so, effectively, what's happened? You've wasted a lifetime. You've wasted a whole career pushing for something which, in the end, happened, but not really. But it didn't really satisfy you. And it's like that isn't it, with any sort of external fix. It's like that when you get a girl who's got a boyfriend and she says, oh, you know, 
if only he would be more like this, if only he would be more like that, if only I could change him, I, I'm going to stick with him because I know that I can change him over time. And either he doesn't change and he remains the same as he always was, or he does change, but then she's not happy with the changed him. <laughs> you know, Then it's like, oh, I just wanted him to be more of a nice guy, but now he's a nice guy, he's a bit boring, I don't like him anymore. It is, as human beings, we are never happy. We're never satisfied. And this is why looking to the externals, this is why looking to change ex- external factors such as the, the manner in which a society operates, the manner in which our politics operates, is a bad call. It's not pragmatic. It's idealistic, which is nice, but it's not pragmatic. And I prefer to be pragmatic. And that is why I always say... Look at what you can if affect. Look at the things in your immediate life, in your immediate surroundings that you can actually do something about. You know, you can do something about your fitness. You can do something about your weight. You can do something about your how many books you've read, your education. You can do something about how hard you work. If you're looking to improve your dating, you can do something about how many people that you speak to who you might want to date within that week or month. If you are looking to get a girlfriend, you can look at your social skills. You can, you can improve your hygiene. You can improve your ability to hold conversations. You can improve your storytelling. There's a lot of things that you can improve, but they're all things that are, at core, they are you. You can improve yourself and you can manifest that in the world. But the outcome of that, how other people react to that, you can't control. So I can go and talk to 100 girls and see what happens in terms of getting somebody to come on a date with me. I can't control, and nobody else can control, the manner in which those women are going to react to the approach. You can't. They're, They're separate human beings to you. You aren't the same person as them. You can't control them. All you can do is control how you come across and you control that by doing the work as rich cooper would say you control that by being taking all of these different steps to be the best man that you can be but you can't control them and so this is why i always tell my clients you shouldn't congratulate yourself on the outcome you should congratulate yourself on having taken the action because it's in taking the action that you're moving yourself nearer to, to the goals now that all of that said of course, we do have some very robust techniques now to improve in dating, to improve in fitness, to improve in socializing, to improve in uh, knowledge and awareness of the world. There are a lot of very, very tried and tested methods out there. And because of the internet, because of YouTube, etc., they're pretty easy to, to get hold of. So if you want to get better with girls, then yes, there are tried and tested techniques that people have compared notes on for many, many years now, that if you apply them and if you are persistent, I don't mean with the same girl, but I mean, if you are, if you keep working on yourself and working on them and and going out there and taking some risks socially, then you will start to see results. Now, whether your results are going to be as good as the Chad down the road is, that's another thing. Maybe not. Maybe he has an advantage. Well, okay, but you can still improve where you are. You can go from maybe never having had a girlfriend to meeting your first girlfriend. You can go from dating girls that you weren't really happy with, you didn't feel really compatible with, they didn't really excite you, to finding to dating girls who are really cool, who are really amazing, who are really your type. You can always improve. That's not to say that everyone is going to be a master, but nobody should be promising you that anyway. 
But the point of, of all of this is you need to be working on yourself. You need to be working on your your own attributes, your own skills, your own charisma in order to make a dent in the world, which is what we all want to do or hopefully you want to do if you're listening to this. And so I would counsel anybody against being too idealistic. That's not to say that you can't have views on these things. I mean, I have views on, on politics. I have views on society. I have views on all of this stuff. But I try not to allow it to dominate my existence because I know for a fact that as on my own or even with a group of dudes that I've met on Twitter or whatever, I'm not really going to be effecting a wide-scale change in society. It's just very, very unlikely to happen. Yes, you can point out a few examples where it has happened. And of course, big change has got to come from somewhere, right? So yes, it does happen. But statistically, you are extremely unlikely in your lifetime to see the political and social changes that you want. So why not? Why even bother? Why even bother worrying about that when actually, on a, on a micro level, what you want, probably like all of us, is happiness and contentment in your own life? So why not concentrate on that? Why not concentrate on what you can do to make that more likely to be a reality? And leave the sloganeering, leave the politics, leave the electioneering, all of that stuff to other people. If they want to talk about that stuff, if they want to get obsessed with that stuff, that's absolutely fine. But for you, you want to be thinking, all right, this is the sort of life I want to live. This is what I want to be seeing in my dating life, in my fitness life, in my work life, whatever, my money, blah, blah, blah. This is how I want it to go. How do I get there? And then you look at the things that you can do yourself to improve yourself in order to help you get there. That is the answer, guys. That really is the answer. The answer is not going on Twitter and moaning about the Democrats or the Republicans or the blah, you know, whoever else. You know, you can do a little bit of that. I do a little bit of that. But then I get back down to the work because for me, it's the work on yourself that is going to get you to the next level of where you want to be. So look, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that was of some value to you. I, I think this is really, really important, guys. And I know people are probably going to dis- disagree and, I don't know, leave your comments below. Let me know what you think. But for me, that's just the way it is, man. I, I just think that it is not pragmatic to spend too much time getting obsessed with how your society looks. Society can take care of itself, to be honest. You know, I want to have a good life. I want to get the things I want in life. I want to allow the people around me to get the things that they want in life. And I want to help you do that as well. And I suspect if you're deep down, you're honest with yourself, that's kind of what you want as well. So I would say drop the virtue signaling, drop drop trying to look like, you know, a cool, good dude on Twitter and all the rest of it. And just think about yourself for a bit. Be a little bit more selfish because in the end, you know, we've only got a pretty short amount of time here on this planet and you know you want to have the best run at it you can so look after number one and then after that you can start to look after other people and by the way as i said you can absolutely help people you can absolutely do your bit to improve society but just do it on a more local level you know help the guy help the woman trying to get down the stairs with her pram in the morning uh going into the subway station help the guy with his suitcases getting off the train Little things like that. Do something in your local community. Don't try to change geopolitics through your two, two and a half thousand strong Twitter account because you're, you're just wasting your time and you know, you're just adding to the noise 
which is out there, which is not really doing anybody any good. Anyway, rant over. I hope you like that. Let me know what you think. Do subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notifications bell so you get all of my amazing content uh, immediately. Upload, uh, not uploaded, but you know, you, you'll, you'll see when I do a new video. Really important. And um, yeah, support me on Patreon. Go to that Patreon VIP members area. $25 a month for all of that amazing content. It's going to be awesome, guys. You need to get onto that. And do uh, get on my email list as well because... Look, if I get deplatformed or, you know, whatever, you never know what happens on social media these days, do you? Uh, but my email, uh, my, my email list is forever. Once you're on that, I can get you content regardless of anything, anything else. So do sign up for that. The link is below and I will leave it there for now. But have a fantastic week and there'll be more soon. Bye bye.